Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. 21 minutes after 5 o'clock in conversation next with Mbalin Duli, founder and chief executive officer of the Groundwork Collective. So according to the IEC data, 14 million young people are eligible to vote yet remain unregistered. As we draw closer to the second IEC voter registration weekend, our next guest has expanded their civic education and voter registration efforts to Gauteng after successful activations in KwaZulu-Natal. The Groundwork Collective seeks to address the low rate of voter registration amongst young people in urban areas. To share more about their work, we're joined by Mbalin Dulim. Mbali, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always great to be back. Why are you so invested in this thing? I think we all have to be invested. Our democracy is on the line. I mean, three decades into what should be our democratic journey, what we see as South Africa is a declining voter participation year after year in our elections. Um, And I think more worryingly is people opting out of the system. And if you take the stats from Afrobarometer, 76% of respondents saying that they'd be willing to give up democracy if there was a leader that could promise them basic security and human rights. And what that says is that we haven't done enough of a job to actually continue what was so hard fought for, um, for us to have this democracy and to keep it alive. I wonder if it's possible then to, considering the mistrust that people have in um, institutions of democracy, and sometimes based on that mistrust, they decide not to vote. However, though, the decision to vote doesn't necessarily mean that you deal with the aspect of the mistrust. Are you able to convince young people to say that at least it is a path towards changing the mistrust that you have been experiencing? So what is very clear is that If you've not engaged young people on what's at stake, what happens, how the government works, they will have that mistrust because so much of the political education that comes out in South Africa is from political parties. And as we see, again, from all the different stats and focus groups and surveys that are done, political parties and opposition parties, too, are at the lowest rung of the trust barometer in in South Africa. So there is a deep sense of distrust uh, of politicians and political parties and that's what's turned young people away in the first place but what we have to do and this is what we do as Groundwork Collective is we give them the civic education to understand how they can make the system work for them without having to work for political parties we have one of the most participatory democracies in the world our legislation is amazing and there are so many ways that people could be making sure that they hold political actors to account but we don't do that in South Africa every five years we vote and we think that that's our job done and this is why we have mistrust because then we don't don't know what happens afterwards. We don't know where our money goes. We don't know where the councillor is. Whereas we're actually supposed to continue that. But if people don't know what a UIP is or a ward committee or that they can be on the SGB or CPF, mm-hmm. then they don't know that they can actually have means to be able to hold those politicians to account and make sure that they're doing what they're doing. The first step, of course, is registration. But thereafter, you actually have yeah. to be civically involved. Yeah. Uh, is, is there a way to, to, to incorporate that specific civic education in our basic education curriculum? Do you think there's um, there's space to do that? A hundred percent. I think we are beyond the trend in accordance with other countries, quite frankly, where we should have done that already. But mm. again, it's something that I think everyone thought someone else was doing, either civil society or people think political parties should do it or the IEC. Um, but the education system is the best way to actually get it done and that's what we should be doing and if a child who is sort of six can already understand the concepts of what a, a South African yeah. national anthem is it shows you that you can bring in civics into the classroom in a way that is not um, that is not scary and is not overwhelming but is 
about their everyday shared lives because politics is everywhere, civics is everywhere. Yeah. And if you can get children from that very young age and you actually ensure that you're creating the cycle of them and inculcating a culture of civic and active participatory from citizens. Yeah. Do you think the youth parliaments are still capable of doing that? I don't think so because nothing ever happens from them. So I think the idea was was great, but I, having been someone who went to mm. many, have facilitated many, have helped many, year on year, all you find is that they just have a different cohort of young people that they ask to sit there and to give their opinions, but nothing ever really happens. And of course, no political party is going to do something that they don't want to do. And they actually understand that young people who haven't been registering, and so they pander and say that they think young people are the future. But when it comes time for election and the voter turnouts and the people that they really listen to, uh, it's never young people. It remains an elusive group, which is why we have the situation that we do. And it takes money to register young people yeah. or to register anyone. And political parties are only going to do that for a return on investment. So they only will do it for people that they know are going to definitely come out for them. This is why we are nonpartisan and we believe in registering any and everyone who wants to and then giving them a civic education. Whereas there's always uh, something in it for themselves when political parties do it. So yeah. it's just not going to happen if we all expect that someone else is doing it. Considering the success of the exchange campaign in KZN, um, what would you say some of the major priorities would be? And I don't know if that means also that it could for 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 the work that you're currently doing with the ground um the groundwork collective if it means that there needs to be a change in strategy as well so we have multiple strategies obviously now because we're heading towards the election that's why we've been on the ground doing the major big activations with celebrities and influencers and going to malls and universities and places where young people are but our long-term strategy is that we're going to be in schools um, and we're going to be in universities. We're even going to be in corporates. And we've already started a lot of that journey because mm. it's not just young people that don't understand. A lot of C-suite level executives don't understand. A lot of people that are in the corporates that are supposed to be making decisions that affect all of us to some degree also don't understand. And so we have bespoke models for each of them. But the long-term strategy for us is definitely to get into uh, schools. And we've had some really great engagements with um, the right kind of people to be able to do that. And again, you do it in a way that is interesting for young people. So you go in with board games and you teach them how democracy works we'd like to have a league at some stage mm. um, and we, we're trying to find ways to also get parents involved because this conversation can't happen outside of the context of it needs to be reinforced in the home too that this becomes a part of the culture that they're having these discussions um, and whether they agree or not agree on who votes for what but it should be a conversation that children in particular are growing up knowing that it's something that is a responsibility that they have to take seriously yeah um, when it comes to education and I don't know, are you working with the IEC we are. You are working with the we are, IC. We are. We are working with the okay. IC. Okay. So, based on that, considering the amendment to the Electoral Act now, currently, and also a point that was raised by uh, Teritilani, the former vice chairperson of the Electoral Commission of South Africa, he says that um, what really upsets him as we go into these elections is that not a lot of voter education has been done. Um, mm. And of course, the IEC also carries that particular mandate. And I don't know from your interaction with the IEC if you've identified any limitations at all. I think the IEC does incredible work, but I think they're incredibly stretched. I mm. think just financially, if you look at the last two budget cycles and up until 2025, they would have lost 500 million in funding from Treasury. And so we can't expect them to do more work with the with less amounts of money. The IEC is still going to have to do voter education on a third ballot. 
um, and looking at the timelines of when you know the first possible election might be held, which is probably in the 22nd of May, I'm not sure that they have enough time unless we all are, are willing to help them and do that work, which is why we work so closely with them um, to try and get this out. And obviously the IC's mandate is voter education, mm-hmm. which is one aspect of citizenry. We do a lot of also civic education, which is the other mandates of c- citizenry, which the IC doesn't have to do and is not part of their thing. So um, that's also where, as a, as a nation, we've dropped the ball. But I think that the, the IC needs all of us to be able to help and yep. to play The role of the media, especially now with the World Economic Forum's um, um, 2024 report that states the biggest risk that's facing the globe currently is misinformation Mm. and disinformation. 100%. And especially with the rise of AI and the technologies that we've seen. um, And just even for us in South Africa, the, the, the media sometimes can, I think, focus on issues that don't always add to the knowledge base of people when it comes to what's at stake because we do get caught up in sensationalism. So I think the media also has a lot of work to do, particularly mm. as we go towards the election. And it's not just a, the South African election. This is a super year yeah. election. I think there's 70 <laughs> around the country. I mean, around They're the world, the world yeah. sorry. Um, that's going to be huge. So even just this information of understanding what's happening in the politics of the rest of the world is going to be even more important. And I think the media has a big role. And I think more than that, the media also has the role of ensuring that themselves within their own um, sort of corporates understand what's at stake. Because again, you expect that they themselves have the resources to be everywhere. Uh, We've spoken to a lot of people just even on the electoral affairs amendment, which is something else that, you know, not everyone's talking about, but is a a big thing that must be tabled before parliament or the NCOP before the president can make the proclamation. Mm. Or there might be you know, an, an extra judicial way in which it might happen. We don't know, but we're not having these conversations because I don't think that everyone has the time based on how many things are happening to Africa to just have a pure election slot. And which is why it's great yeah. that in particular talk radio like yourselves do have these conversations, but we need it on far more media platforms. Yeah, I think the music radio stations, because they've got these huge numbers, yes. maybe it's time that we get a slot here <laughs> so that we can speak just about the, the importance. Just <laughs> So for people who want to follow the work that uh, Groundwork collective is doing where do they catch you they can find us on our social medias gwc underscore za on twitter groundworkcollective.org on instagram we're also on tiktok obviously our website and what's really exciting and i mean i know that you have a, a sort of slightly older audience than uh, our target market but everyone according to stats essay you knows 2.5 people whether it's a niece a daughter a son who are not registered so one of the great things that we do is we also make it really easy and accessible they can send them the screenshots of our qr codes and if you register, you're guaranteed to win a voucher from us. And then you can also have other really great experiences. We have different types of vouchers, food, clothing. Um, and then we have exciting musical vouchers. We just had a private concert for our winners um, that was done by Musa Keys before he went off to the Grammys on Saturday. We still have Shekinah, Pabby yeah. Cooper, and all these kind of people that are relevant to that particular target market. Thank you so much. And Bailin Dunley is the founder and the chief executive officer of the Groundwork Collective.